What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about <sighs> Game 5 coming up, Chicago Bulls versus Milwaukee Bucks. But more importantly, we're going to also be talking about the combination of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and why we may need to see this combination, this duo, considerably change heading into the next season. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, as most most people know by now, Alex Caruso is in the um, health and safety. No, I'm sorry. Not health and safety. He's in the concussion protocol. So, that's thrown up in air if he's going to be available uh, tomorrow for the Chicago Bulls or not, which the game time has been officially announced going to be 6.30 Eastern, 7.30, I'm sorry, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. But with that being said, the Bulls' chances in Game 5. Most people are not giving the Bulls any chances. Most people, rightfully so and understandably, just kind of want this, this season to come to an end. Now, one thing that I will say is that I do want to see the Chicago Bulls fight. I do want to see the Chicago Bulls compete. I do want to see them push this as far as it can go. I don't care if the, the end game is eventually the Bulls losing to the Bucks. I want to see this team compete. I want to see this team play with some heart. I want to see this team take the disrespect that they that they that they gave the fans on top of what the Bucks gave them on their home court seriously and respond with some type of fervor, some type of fire, some types of uh, determination. I would like to see that. Now, is it likely? No. You know, one thing I always like to be here is a realist. And I like to be real in the way I evaluate the team and talk about the team. The more than likely, the bull season is all but over and it's about to end come tomorrow night. And then we'll get to talking about offseason. We'll get to looking at draft picks. We'll get to looking at all those things on the channel. But with that being said, I don't want to look too far ahead to that. I don't want to just assume that this series is automatically over for the Chicago Bulls. Now, well, is it is it all but but more than likely to be over? Yeah. But we want to see this team compete. I want to see this team come back with some type of determination, some type of heart, some type of just all of those things to come back and fight and be the Chicago Bulls team that we can leave something with at least some type of good taste in their mouth. That doesn't mean that I, that I think that, they, that, that I want to see them win. It has to come through that. I want to see this Bulls team fight with some determination. Now, my co-host over on Locked on Bulls, Pat the Designer, has said he wants to see a, a, a tough fault game five doesn't do anything for him. He wants to see this Bulls team win game five to get back to the United Center, to give the Bulls, to give the fans a better effort on the United Center floor before the season ends. Listen, this team was booed off the floor in their regular season uh, for, uh, home finale. They should have been booed off the floor in the in the two playoff games that they got. I at this point I could care less about the rah rahness side of of competing or getting back on your home court because this team has some serious issues that they need to fix and look at in the offseason. I already talked about AK and Eversley and what I think that they I do trust them to be able to improve this team. And we'll get into that a little bit more of the nitty gritty. Who's gonna come back? Who's not? A lot of this bench is not going to come back. That's just period, point blank. And we'll talk about that as we get into the offseason. It's not the time for that now while there's still games to be played. But one thing that I do want to talk about and present here before we go today is the combination of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. At one point, the best duo in the NBA, we talked about it. Uh, Zach Levine, who had a, who was scoring highly highly efficiently right up there with DeMar DeRozan towards the beginning of the season before the, all the injuries came up with him. But one thing that we've seen with this combination of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine is that it's extremely, extremely limited, especially when you have a player in DeMar DeRozan who, is, who operates completely in the mid-range. One of the things, and I know some Bulls fans don't like it when I talk about it, but one of the things that I fight back on a lot when, when Bulls fans talk about acquiring certain players is it, 
affects the, the spacing mainly because we have a player like DeMar DeRozan that operates completely in the mid-range. Now, I'm not expecting the Bulls to move DeMar DeRozan. I'm not expecting anything like that. So because of that, this team still has to be constructed in a way where not necessarily the big man that we have on there, because I know a lot of a lot of Bulls fans are calling for Vooch to be gone, even though I don't think that that's likely. Again, separate me saying what I want. I, one thing that I, that I, that I tried to, to separate is me what I want from this team versus what I realistically think that this front office is going to do. Now, can they move Vooch? Will they look to move Vooch? They probably will. Will it be difficult to move Vooch after the season that he's had? Absolutely. But to get back on, on topic here, the way that this uh, that a team with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine has to be constructed, you have to have almost everybody else on the court be a three-point threat at least or a, a great passer. So when we talk about replacing or bringing in certain players, one of the reasons why I always said the Miles Turner thing was not going to fit was while he's, you know, he's an improvement in certain areas. Miles Turner was not a good passer. Same thing with Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert's passing is not going to allow for much mid-range operating space for DeMar DeRozan, which then if you if you look at the way that this team's been guarded, especially in the playoffs, where it's easy to guard the team, especially when their three point shots aren't falling, you maximize that and even make it easier when you when you don't have solid passing by everybody else on the court. So, you know, what AK and Eversley are going to do is going to be interesting. I can't wait to see. I trust them. But the ceiling of, of, of a combination of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Now, one thing that I will say, and then I think that we got caught up in it, it, with how good they were playing, the signing of DeMar DeRozan was never meant to make the Bulls a championship contender. It was, it was to bring in a veteran, a steady hand, as you look for players like uh, Patrick Williams to improve as you look for Zach Levine to hopefully become more of a of a true one and and round out his game a little bit more. We also need to see Zach Levine become a more consistent defender because when Zach Levine's locked in defensively, he shows that he can be a competent defender. Now, with all that being said, this combination of of Demar and Zach is always going to have its limitations. What AK and Eversley do for that in the offseason is going to be telling. It's going to be important because that really is what changes the ceiling of this team, so to say. Now, of course, some things that change that ceiling is progression of players like Patrick Williams, Io DeSumo, even Lonzo Ball, who can still make strides, right? Alonzo Ball is not his, his optimal form yet, and the Bulls haven't used him to his optimal uh, yet. So, you know, one of the things that, that what are those type of things that are going to change? You know, we'll talk about it, like I said, more as the offseason comes and as we're actually in the offseason, as, the, you know, the, the championship happens and, and, uh, and, you know, the finals and everything winds down and we start really taking a look at what teams are going to be looking to move, who, what, where, when, and how. I know a, lot, a big conversation that's popped up in Bill's community, too, is for some reason they think we can trade for Donovan Mitchell, which even if the, if the Jazz do look to blow that up, I think Gobert's more likely to want to be moved than Mitchell. And even with that being said, why would the Jazz want to move Mitchell for a player who's older in Levine with injury concerns, that's just not highly likely. And I understand, like, I understand Bulls fans are trying to do and find whatever they can that they think is going to improve this team. But we have to be realistic and really evaluating it. And that's one thing that we're going to do over the offseason here at Chicago Bulls Central. This is going to give a realistic approach of, of who and what this team can go after, who, how they can improve, what are some of the potential targets. We'll do, we'll do all that this offseason. Now, with that being said, uh, to get back, I want to ask you guys, I'm going to throw it to you, the, the combination, the duo of, of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, what do you, after seeing everything this season, how it's gone, how they've been defended um, down the stretch with better teams and things like that, what do you think the ultimate ceiling is for a duo like that? Now, we know either way this bench is going to be drastically improved. I think that that goes without being, without being said. Um, but I want to hear from you guys. What do you think that ceiling is now for that duo to be said 
Um, I also want to hear from you guys. We're going to be doing a mailbag episode here shortly, probably more like Friday, depending on what happens with game five tomorrow. Uh, I want to hear from more of you guys. The voicemail to do that is 773-270-2799. I want to hear everything from your wild takes, from your trade ideas to some of the prospects you want to see the Bulls potentially draft to free agents. I want to hear it all from you guys as we get ready to crack this open, go into our first offseason here in Chicago Bulls Central, where we're going to be doing a full offseason. And our first one here, uh, the weight of the channel has been growing in the six, seven months that we've been around has been huge. I appreciate you guys so much for that, especially the support you've been giving me while I was out with my health issues. Like I said, we're back full, full gear now. We will be here now tomorrow because of the game time. I may not be able to do a pregame show, but you will get a halftime hangout and a postgame show for me, definitely. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, anything left? Game five. What are you guys expecting out of the Bulls from game five? Do you? Are you of the mindset of some of the, the uh, Bulls fans that want to just kind of see, hey, let's just get the season. Let's wrap it up. Let's 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 and then let's prepare to improve the team. Or do you still have some hope that this that this Bulls team is going to show a lot of heart and determination and possibly push this series a little bit further? Let me know all that down below. Thank you for uh, supporting the channel. You make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, I already plugged it, but if you want to leave a text or voicemail, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. That's it for me for today. See red, don't be red. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media.